Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 480 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by my two co-hosts, Ben Askren and Kyle Brackey. And it's another day. It's another Wednesday. It's another life in quarantine. Is is it another uh, night survived by your chickens, Ben? Uh, yeah. Yep. It was. Uh, you know what I did yesterday? I built a I built a child's disc golf course within my larger disc golf course, and uh, I was very happy about it. And that, were your well, children happy about it as well? Oh, uh, they, they were pumped, pumped to help, pumped to play. My my uh, seven year old, she played two rounds of nine holes yesterday. So yeah, wow. she was very excited. Yeah. Did Did Keegan O'Toole help you make it? No, he's not allowed to come over. <laughs> he's banned. We're he's we're banned. trying, Keegan. I'm trying to help you out, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you want to just get back to work, uh, back to training. But um, hey, speaking of Wisconsin people, Tristan Moran, Uh-oh. he's sort of from Wisconsin. He's there now. He weighs 175 yeah. pounds. What on earth? Well, he he had clothes on, so you know you add two or, two or so. Was so, he wearing you know, a bulletproof vest? What kind of clothes are we talking? 173. I th- he likes to eat. I don't. I don't tell you. I, yeah. Ev- evidently he likes to eat holy cow um if he had another year he, he he tweeted he'd be wrestling off evan wick i think he had to cut more weight to 65 <laughs> than wick does wick uh, is one of those weird ones where apparently he like cuts like no weight he's just yeah it's kind of a, an anomaly that he's like six three and just well, makes the weight okay so we're gonna get into that we wanted to talk some recruiting uh rankings kyle and, and ben you have a special interest in in these maybe Bracky, why don't you tee up this conversation? These are out like a month earlier than we normally would because yeah, it's a very different time. I don't know if you've been doing much news watching, but well, anyways, we we knocked these out a little early, and I, it's it's a I think it's a really interesting year because I think other than number one Oklahoma State and number two Iowa, I think there's a lot of pretty even weight classes. I think even down in the nine ten, I think there's a lot of really solid competitive uh, recruiting halls. For yeah. sure, and within uh, the top ten, I think you can make a lot of arguments for whatever team you think that is to be higher. I know we were talking about a few, um, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. What are your thoughts, Ben? Yeah, who's doing the recruiting rankings? That's what I was curious about. Spay? No, Brock Height and uh, Nomad. Okay, cool. Um, I I feel the same way. Even the number one class got some question marks there. We'll talk. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. We'll talk um, yeah, I love the recruiting class. Are we uh, Are we going to redo this or remix it if the ODU guys go somewhere? I mean, do you guys do that, like a revamping of the list? Yeah, I talked to Dan, and I think that's their plan. If um, you know, when the ODU commits, I think they had eight or nine guys, and two of them were uh, in our top 100. Um, so when those guys mm-hmm. find new homes, if it's with the team on this list that could possibly move them up, I think they'll go ahead and make that change. And then the other domino uh, that could fall is 
Uh, four-time California state champ Jesse Vasquez is still not committed anywhere. Um, What's he even doing? Great question. I don't know. He's taking all his visits. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Is it, that, that sounded like a strange situation from just things we were hearing. Uh, Been to like three or four different high schools too. Yeah. yeah lot, that, that's yeah. That, that's a red. That's about as red as the flag gets right there, son. Josh Humphreys went to four, though. He seems to well, be doing fine. Yeah. Every once in a while, it works out. Oh, man, you know who's going to be a stud from uh, ODU? I like this kid in high school. This uh, Jacob Bullock, He's a, he was a true freshman heavyweight. I think I always thought he could be pretty good. Okay. So, someone could pick him up. I'm just looking through their roster. The Killing Cardinals, not bad. Someone could pick him up. Yeah, Mikhail McGee. Some, McGee, for sure. Uh, Alex Kramer was a oh, yeah. uh, true freshman starter that – um, was was pretty good. It, it, yeah, it's interesting. That's going to be another thing to see where these guys transfer to. Actually, did you see Alex Alex Kramer advertising on Twitter? He, he had, this man had thirty five ACT and he was advertising himself. <laughs> I know, I loved it. He was that was awesome. Himself. Yeah, seriously. Did you take the ACT? Yeah, me. Did you take it? Did you yeah. take it, Ben? I got twenty six. Okay, so I think I was twenty four. I wasn't knocking anything out of the park. Yeah, I, pro- <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done that well. Uh. But, I mean, Ben's right, though, with Oklahoma State. I think you do have a lot of uh, kind of question marks because there were, like, three of these guys that we didn't really see wrestle this year uh, due to injury or whatever. Uh, A.J. Ferrari came into the year as the number one recruit in the country but then never wrestled a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm but not... it did not stop him from posting on Instagram oh. almost every well, day. TikTok, too. TikTok of him dancing. Well, and so he has, a, he has a six seven wingspan apparently. <laughs> According to his TikTok, he has a six seven wingspan. Uh, so let, let's get into that. I mean, uh, so I've gotten to know AJ Ferrari from just being around all these tournaments, coaching and stuff. He's he's very friendly. He'll come up and talk to you just out of nowhere. Sometimes he'll come up and try to put me in a chokehold. But <laughs> man, watching from the outside, knowing that Oklahoma State has off the mat issues, and I'm just gonna go out there and say that. Some people might get mad at me, but hell, it's well known. Deal with it. Uh, deal with it or fix it. And watching AJ Ferrari's Instagram, that that boy makes me nervous. He really does. Like he he he, you know, he needs to have someone in, in, getting him in his dorm every night at 10 p.m. Yeah, uh, I I can see why you would draw that conclusion. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, the red flag to me, it's like man, not competing, not wrestling, right? Like what was yeah. what was going on there? Oh, there. It, I thought there was an injury. Well, I think there was, and then I think there wasn't, and then I think there were. I think there was at the very beginning of the year. He I, um, tore his labrum, right? Yeah. Okay. And he was still, like, rehabbing from that. He had surgery. But I think he was cleared to wrestle there in, like, December. Uh-huh. And there's huh. some on the map. We, we, you know, you know we, we were trying to get a, a match with him in Braxton to happen at some point, yeah. any point, really. It was kind of like, when do you want to do it? Braxton was in, and we couldn't get um, – that commitment on the other side. So I thought that was strange because it was like that would have been the match to make. Um, but he's unbelievably talented, yes. and they have a good track record with the upperweights there. So, yep. you know, I feel like there have been other guys like this where you're like, is this going to oh. – this guy is very different, and then they come out and they do great. So, Well, he's a damn party animal. That came out. We all we all know that. And he's, he did great. Party animals can do great, but party animals can also totally flop. It's, I mean, it's one of those things. Yes, they can. I love Dustin Plot. I think he's really good. 
Yeah, and he was the second rank prospect in like Ferrari. He didn't wrestle a match this year, but as he was injured, like that, yeah. there was nothing. I, I have no red flags with Dustin Plot. I well, think the other, I think he's got crazy upside. I think yes. that guy's got great offense. Um, I think he's pretty athletic, and he's only going to get better. I think he's going to a place that's really going to develop him well. I like Dustin Plot a lot. I agree with that. The other thing that I don't really love about this class is. You needed Mastro or Jacason to be a freaking 125-pounder. And, you know, apparently you guys, I, I don't know, I'm not as close to it as you guys with these two. Some of the guys I pay attention, a lot of attention to. If these guys can't be 25-pounders, man, that hurts because uh, Dayton still has three years left. Well, I I dare say Jacason, or I, I bet one of those will make the attempt to mm -hmm. be 25-pounders. I, I Honestly, putting 133... That's that's speculation, maybe what they'll become. But yeah, I mean, what what else are they going to do there, right? Um, uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I, agree. I think one of those guys will be down there, and I think Jacason Burks is probably uh, more likely. I think he's smaller. He seems smaller to me. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Although, although Mastro, like you said, if he wants to get in the lineup, may need to find his, yeah. his way down there because ain't nobody unseating Dayton Fix in this class or any other class. Uh, at Oklahoma yeah. State. They have another year of uh, Cade Brock as well, depending on yeah. where he goes, you know? And you know what? It's been thrown out there, Ben, multiple times, and I think it would be a crazy idea, but yeah. Dayton at 25, Cade at 33. I, I, I think it's... I, a, I I've heard that I don't as well, like it, but... but yeah, I don't like it either. I just don't... I mean, I know Dayton can do it, but can he do it for a season? Oh, man. my God, guys. I'm what? on Oklahoma State's roster. Have you seen this man, Bear Hughes? He must be related <laughs> to Joe Exotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his mullet's pretty unreal. Oh, my Dang. God. Good that guy. guy, that's the guy you want feeding the Tigers. Yeah. Cow out of Oklahoma. Yeah. They're not I'm messing Googling with him. Out of Oklahoma. Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Exotic knocked up his mom like 20 Oh, my ago. gosh, Ben. Too far. Too far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dang it, Ben. I don't know how you move on from oh that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's right by. It's right by. It's close to Winniewood. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, we have to. Uh, <laughs> Iowa had uh, your second-ranked recruiting class, and the, and the gym of that class is Patrick Kennedy, who mm. just think he's going to be a hammer. Yeah, what do we? Uh, yeah, yeah, what I, do you think he? Uh, what What do you see his arc being at at collegiately? And I wonder if he's a sixty-five. By the way, they have him listed as seventy-four. I'd yeah, be throwing, I'd be throwing slashes in like crazy for this stuff. Yeah, I maybe it's got maybe it's just easier to pick one and know that you're not going to be right on uh, all the way. Uh, I yeah, I like Patrick Kennedy. He's been good forever. I think he fits in well with the program at Iowa. I think he fits in well to either 65 or 74 because Kemmer and Marinelli have one year left, so it's it's a nice fit there. Obviously, you're gonna have Nelson Brand slide into one of those weight classes, and then Kennedy will probably slide into the other. Yeah, and then uh, I guess their second biggest recruit there would be Jesse Ibarra mm -hmm. out of Arizona, lightweight there. Projected at 33, which I think timing-wise probably makes sense with uh, DeSanto and his. But, you know, they've got Gavin Teasdale there. They're going to have options. At yeah, Colin Schriever's coming in in the same class. And 
if not for an injury himself missing some time, he might be ranked higher on this big board. Yeah, he seems like a top 30-ish guy to me for a class. And a typical year, he's a Super 32 champ. He's really tough. I'd, I'd like to see how big he could get. I could see Shriver He's being, got a frame. He's yeah. yeah, he's a guy that's just cut so much weight throughout his career. I'd like to see him mm-hmm. get a little bigger. Um, maybe 30, 33 might be perfect for him, actually. But yeah. uh, I could see him I, I, getting bigger. I also like Gabe Christensen, uh, obviously. Uh, his dad's the head coach at Southeast Polk. I've been kind of watching him a little bit since he was younger, and I like his development. I think he's someone who could turn into turn into something. He'll, he'll have to sit on the bench at least one year because Warner's Jake. got two left. So, yeah. So that'll be. I mean, and that's fine. Some of these guys you bring in and you, they're on the bench a year, and that's good for them. And then they come in the lineup and they, they're solid for three, three or two or three years. He can learn how to be a ladies' man and then take the reins once it's all over. <laughs> For Jacob, <laughs> maybe he Boom. can come out to Fat Bottom Girls as well. Maybe, man. You know yeah. what? Missouri and, and Iowa's class. I think um, Iowa. Maybe you could say have a, has a little more volume, but man, I, I think this is close. I think it's close between Penn State and Missouri, and I think it's close between Missouri and Iowa no. here. I, I think. I mean, I think Keegan is is super super special. Um, if I'm if I have to pick a career. This is not because Ben Askren's on the podcast. Him or Kennedy, man, it's it's a back and forth. That's the match to make, too, right? For In high school, yeah. that's the match I want to see so badly. Uh, Keegan O'Toole versus Patrick Kennedy. Because I think both those guys, I mean, they showed it who's number one, just how uber, uber elite they both were. Mm-hmm. So I think both those guys are just like total gems. And then I really like Rocky Elam at, at 197. Uh, yeah. I think that's a guy. I like nice Rocky career. Elam a lot. He's going to be really good, I think. Um, good family. I've known I've known that family. I mean, I've known Rocky since he's probably three years old or something. Uh, I like the family. I like Rocky. I think he's got a great work ethic. And then obviously, like you said, at, at you know, and this kind of goes back to Ferrari too. At, at those upper weights, it's easier to be successful than some of the lighter weights. Some of the lighter weights are definitely deeper. So if you can get a kid in there and he works hard and you can teach him, there there's a higher higher chance they're going to be successful. So. And, that's, and that's part of why I'm like, you know, Missouri and Iowa, this thing is really con- competitive because Elam's going to be the starter. He's going to be the guy. He's going to get four years, I would imagine, if yeah. as long as he just continues. Whereas Jesse Ibarra is kind of the number two guy. For, is he – him getting in the lineup is not a guarantee, right? I think there's some mm-hmm. questions. They're going to be so good down there, right? You know, um, there have been a lot of really good wrestlers that can't start four years at Iowa, one of them being Thomas Gilman. So this happens routinely at yeah. Iowa. Are they? Gonna, yeah. Is Jesse going to get four years in there? Because there's a lot of guys in that room that are going to be helping on making sure that's not the case. So I just think that guaranteed utility with him. And similarly with Gabe, who you pointed out, was, is definitely yeah. going to at least be one year on the bench behind Jacob Warner. So just that utility of, of the years, I could see Missouri getting getting a nudge here. Yeah, I, and I, I like uh, – I don't know Josh Edmund, Edmund too much. I, I've watched him a little bit but don't know him super well. Uh, and I, I do like Colton Hawks a lot. But um, Missouri's got a lot of guys in those upper weights right now. I mean, I, I think Missouri brings back like 11 NCAA qualifiers or something like that for for next year. Dang, that's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Um, yeah. And then at number four, uh, Penn State, uh, led by Bo Bartlett and Robbie Howard. Um, and then Austin Boone and Matt Lee also top 100 recruits. Um, but Bartlett and Howard, yeah, are the are the two yeah. big ones there. 
like so, Robert Howard. Uh, a lot. Man, I'm surprised Robert Howard was still the number seven. Um, cause didn't he take a loss this year? He took some losses. Um, I, I know I, he wrestles a really tough schedule. He won who's number one, and he was he was pretty banged up. Um, yeah. So I know, you know the these rankings are kind of based on they're not just like results, but like they're projections. Yeah, yeah, of what they think you can be in college. In which I I agree. It, yeah, I I think I think Robbie has really really stupendous talent, and obviously Bo Bartlett does as well. Yeah, hey, he so showed that let on me the senior you- level. Let me ask you guys this question. I was looking at Penn State's class, and I was thinking about this and thinking about some of the previous classes and how they kind of sometimes had these holes in their lineup, like at, obviously at 125, right, this year, mm-hmm. um, and even to a certain extent, 157. Their recruiting classes always feel so small. I mean, if you look at anyone above them or below them in this in, on your uh, recruiting rankings here, the classes are much bigger and much deeper. Do you think Kale does that on purpose, just tries, tries to get a few really good guys, and then – purposefully keeps his roster smaller so he doesn't have to deal with it? Or, I mean, do you think there's a purpose to that? Because obviously sometimes, like this year, it turns around and it's not all that great for him. But maybe maybe there's something to keeping the roster smaller, which allows him and his coaches to focus more intently on the guys they do have. I, I don't know. I'm throwing this out there because it's something I picked up on. Well, they've had some big hauls in the past. I, I forget which year it was. Within the last two or three years, they had one where they brought in Man, probably five or six big board type of type of guys, and yeah. as far as the, I mean, we're, I guess we're probably talking about walk-ons with the these guys yeah, that are off the exactly. big board, and, and they're not being maybe. And who knows if this is an exhaustive list of all the walk-ons that are coming? It's not like there's a. Well, I figured you guys are the number one authority in wrestling, so if well, they, sure, <laughs> but like if they're, they're going to Penn State, you knew it. <laughs> Well, they also might not like a lot of these walk-ons. They make their decision very late because they're trying to sure. hold out hope and and weigh their options. Um, so they might make not make their decision till later on. Penn State will also get creative with when guys even come into school. It's like, okay, you're coming in. Um, sure. uh, who's an example? What's his name? Beard. You know, Beard comes in. Yeah, yeah you gray shirt here, then you come. And um, I think the Lees does. A lot of these guys have. Mm-hmm. Have done that for them, but yeah, to your point, they have had some some small halls with very elite guys. The one year it was basically Soriano and Mark Hall, and then maybe yeah. maybe Verclearen and Manville were in that class. But Manville at the or uh, Verclearen at the time, I don't think was because he was Iowa State originally. And then I mean it's yeah. it's I think it's kind of widely known is that Verclearen walked on at, at Penn State. Um, yep. I guess we'd have to just have have a uh, a chart of how big their roster is compared to other programs. And they I, got I don't know bodies, the though. I don't think it's that small. I don't. Uh, I don't I'm, either. No, I don't think they keep their their roster all that small. I think maybe we huh. just don't know because that. obviously some some people have to right. Uh, Wisconsin has a roster cap. Northwestern has a very small roster cap. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, yeah, the roster looks fairly big. I'm, I'm on there now. Um, yeah, so some teams have to keep it small like the Northwestern, but obviously, you know, Missouri generally has 35 to 40 guys on their roster. Some of the other teams are like that. I'm trying to look at past classes. Penn State wasn't even yeah. in the rankings last year. They have 30. 30? That's yeah, that's yeah. 
It's on the smaller end for sure. I mean, especially when you think you're Penn State, if Kale just put a tiny bit of effort in, he'd probably be able to get a bunch of fairly solid walk-ons, I would assume. Well, I think they probably do have that. I mean, how many how many I mean, 30 people, 30, that's pretty <clears throat> I mean, it's a pretty big team, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's me, me I well, I'd say medium size. I think there are teams that are definitely bigger. Um, but yeah, it's solid. Not as small Listen, as I thought. In 2018, they had the top recruiting class. They brought in Aaron Brooks, Michael Beard, RBY, Gavin Teasdale, Jolie, Seth Nevels, Brody Teske. That's the year. That's the year I was thinking of. That's, that two, one three, didn't really that's turn out. Seven, seven top 100 guys. And one. Wow. Two guys transferred out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Any other. Uh, I don't know if we want to go through all. No. The, no. the recruiting rankings are, are up on the site, but any other classes or discussion about. Um, different halls you like. I really UNC. Yeah, I, think I like is really good. Yep. Okay. I, I was gonna stay in the same state, but I was gonna say NC State. Um, you know they have they have a few highly ranked guys in Ed Scott. I, I don't know this Isaac Trumbull, so I'm not gonna comment on him. Ryan Jack, I know is really tough, but then in the, in their unranked guys, uh, Noto's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Kovacs is really tough. Donald Cates is really tough, and Kai Belly's had some success at the high school level. So it's like when you look in their unranked guys, um, you know, I, I've watched a bunch of those guys wrestle. They're really tough. And on top of that, when you factor in the NC State's had a lot of success developing people, I, I like that class also. It's a very Pat Papalizio class for sure. And, that, you know, he's been able to find diamonds in the rough there in the past uh, and, and make them great. You know, I bet Mike Machiavello probably wouldn't even be included in the unranked guys list when he came out of North Carolina. That dude won a national no, title. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I'm so. I'm going to see if he really liked North Carolina with McNeil, Kane, Lout, Santiago, and then Tag very low yeah. in the rankings. And then uh, Guida is another guy that literally won Fargo uh, a couple times. Um, I think Virginia Tech has the ability to have a really – Strong class when you look back on this with Katka and Hillegas and Ulrey. Ventresca had a little bit of a tough Jersey State tournament, um, but I, I still think that's a really good class. My thing with, man, with like NC State, Jack at 46, I'm like, that guy, I mean, I don't know. Just watching him in preparation for who's number one, I think he's going to be pr- pretty elite. So I, I could see him having a top 20, top 30 type of career. Um, I think we might look back on this and be like, hmm. Maybe he should have been, he could have been a little bit higher. I know his results may not bear that out, but man, he was right there at who's number one to to take that whole thing. I felt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of good classes. Um, good to see. I mean, teams like Michigan State and West Virginia who haven't really had much ton of success the past couple of years getting the top fifteen. So. Yes. Yeah, Michigan State. They're they're coming around. They got that Cali connection going right now with uh, Chase Saldate and Tristan Lujan coming in. What is their connection to California? Because I don't know. I mean, I was Daniel Cormier coaches Chase Saldate, and I was trying to think of who else. You know, I know Crutchmer helps out uh, at that school, and I believe Sean Bunch does also. But what's the connection to Michigan State there? I don't know. They, I don't know, but Michigan State's been pulling kids out of Cali these past few years. Well, yeah. They, they had, uh, they had Pag DeLay on the past. Wasn't he from California? And then... Uh, of course, he transferred. They got like Jaden Enriquez. Um, I know there's another one I'm missing. Oh, Peyton Omanya. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, good to see those teams making the rounds, entering into the top. 
Uh, let's get into our best of the decade. I think it's time for that. We've let's, let's do it. Let's start with '84. We got we have Jordan Burroughs versus Kyle Dake today. Great joy, but we've got to get there first, and we got to start with '184, where I've got the quarters or I've got this seated as such, and I'm open to feedback, discussion, or amendments. Ed Ruth, number one. Number two, Bo Nickel. Number three, Gabe Dean. Number four, Max Askren. Number five, Miles Martin. Six, Steve Bozak. Seven, Robert Hamlin. Eight, Drew Foster. I really swap, wanted. I really Hamlin wanted. Yeah, I really wanted Bo Nickel at one ninety-seven. I mean, I, I know I think we made the decision to put him at eighty-four this morning, right before the show. But obviously, his ninety-seven season was number one, way more dominant, and number two, that was his Hodge season. Um, you know, but I, I guess he does probably have less of a chance of winning at that weight class because you have Varner and Jaden Cox. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm in the middle on that. I, I obviously his I think it's obvious his best season wasn't 97, but I think uh, this he's interested at this weight class as well. Well, you, you say that, but also uh, words I use a lot: quality of competition. Yes, he was more dominant against a far, far inferior weight class, in, in my opinion. And 184 has always been tougher. The year he won it uh, as a sophomore, it had Gabe Dean in it, who was just at, at the at, yeah. People have to remember at the yeah. time, it was like it was very no no one was very few people gave Bo Nickel a shot against Gabe Dean at any point yeah. in that season. And and Gabe Dean was the runaway Hodge favorite for a while. Like he was so dominant. He was tech fall- he tech followed Miles Martin, I think, multiple times that year. Like he was just Are you sure? He definitely tech followed him. Okay. I think. Let's All right, see. I'll look it up now. <laughs> uh but uh, Nick Nickel at the NCAA Championships. This is as a junior. Uh this is two thousand eighteen. Decision over Jordan Ellingwood. Decision over Max Dean. Decision over Dominic Abinader, and then he pinned Miles Martin, obviously, in the finals, which we all know, you know, he got double to his back. Um, I just don't think he was nearly as dominant this season as he would become the next season. I, I might have made up that whole Miles Martin thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that doesn't feel right. But He tech you know, fought some really wrong. good dudes. Now I got to find it. Yeah. Oh, Zach Zavatsky, who beat Miles Martin, so maybe that was what happened in my brain. <laughs> I thought he transitive property. I thought he definitely beat him multiple times, but let's see. Okay. To, no, he did not. I mean, according to WrestleStat, he did not. I just thought. Oh it my happened. goodness. Maybe, maybe you throw Nichols software in 2017, and I didn't realize. So that year, so you you heard me as junior. He had three uh, three decisions, uh, a major, and then three decisions. This year, he had a tech ball, Mitch Sliga. Uh, fall over Steven Schneider, fall over Timmy Dudley, fall over Sammy Brooks. Yeah, four dude. three over over Gabe Bean. Wow. He was he he was outstanding that year. And also he uh but he had a loss that year to Miles. A big tens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He got body locked yep, you're right. to his uh to his back. But I, I see I see you say I see you say quality of competition and Gabe Dean is obviously the best better than anybody else but that year Nolan Boyd was the number four seed I think that says a lot about that weight class <laughs> Nolan Boyd was no, don't psh me stop don't hate on Nolan Boyd I, I I just think his best overall I mean first of all he had the like most iconic NCAA win ever at 184 clinching the team I, I just think when I think Bo Nichols career I think 184 pounder I don't think 97 that's just what comes okay. to mind. 
Let's put put him eighty four. Let's do it. Wow. <laughs> Calm down, Ben. <laughs> all right. So is this all good to ask the people? Yeah, we should ask the people. All right. Um, are you good with the the seeds there, Ben? We agree. Uh, I am. I'm one. good with the seeds. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay, so we can quickly uh, go through the quarters here. At least some of these I think will be rather quick. Ed Ruth versus Drew Foster. Um, is there a landmine coming, Ben? That's the interesting thing now. Ben, so if you don't know the landmine situation, any one of us at any point in time before the finals can say landmine and whatever result we want to happen happens. Okay? My, just, my, my landmine, not at 184, Christian. Ah, don't tell. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Man, because I, okay, I'm not going to tease mine. Well, I and, think and we, listen, I I random drew mine, totally random draw. I was down here. I said there's 22 matches left before the finals. I asked my daughter for a number. She gave me a number. That was in fact the landmine. Um, and I think that's how it should be because the NCAA tournament has some stuff that, as smart as you want to act like you are, it is impossible to predict. 100. percent No, you're totally right. Totally. Uh, but Ed Ruth is landmine proof, even against uh, someone as good as Drew Foster. Uh, so I, I will say Ed over, okay, Ed Ruth, over got Drew. It. Okay, next up, Bo Nickel versus Robert Hamlin, the Vermonster, who say what you want about um, this matchup, but the Askren Wrestling Academy only calls one move named after one of these guys, and it's the spin around, and they call it the Hamlin. Yeah, it's a good move. Max actually just showed it on our, we do online practices on our Facebook page. Max showed the Hamlin yesterday. Dang. That's pretty. Such it's, a good move. You get a name, uh, a move name, named after you. That's pretty <laughs> good. But it has to be Bo, right? Uh yeah. Bo Nichols going to beat Robert. Okay, Hamlin. it's going to get more interesting starting now. Gabe Dean versus Brad Steve K- Bozak. Cornell versus Cornell. 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 I I agree oh, Brad, with all these. Okay, okay. It's too easy. We're not gonna. Okay. Yeah. Got it. He's typing away. I'm putting the polls what out. If- make sure people don't disagree. What if Steve Bozak has the big brother on Gabe Dean? That is a fair question. That's a fair question. I think it's possible. It's definitely um, possible. Hold on. Um, we should just ask Gabe Dean: Is is he does he get big brother by Steve Bozak? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no way. He's the big brother. I I think Dean would think win so? this one. I think it's a closer match, but yeah, but Bozak. Bozak was good, but the year he won, I don't know if anyone picked him to win. Uh, he wasn't the best guy of the year. Wright beat him pretty soundly at the scuffle that year, as I recall, uh-huh. although I just invented a tech fall for Gabe Dean over Miles Martin, so there's that. It was it was 10 to 5. Someone posted on the Facebook chat. I know, but I feel like there was another one. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, my wife joined too. What's up, Shorty? <laughs> Hi, what up, Shorty? <laughs> okay. We're calling a shorty now. That's fine. Um, Someone asked, what happens if we get a double landmine? Double landmine? Like, what if someone I wanted think, to take Ed Ruth, but you wanted to take Drew Foster as your landmine? Like, what if we had I conflicting once, landmines? I think That's once it. someone says landmine, it's already blown up. You can't you can't put it back together. It's just blown up. You got the, So the first person, person to landmine, go. it's over. Yeah. Yes. All right. So yeah, you got to get so. it in there when like the matchup is presented. You got to go landmine. Okay. <laughs> also, Dean beat Miles uh, thirteen to four at the All Star, so getting oh. closer to a technical fall. At least it was a <laughs> bon- bonus point win. Um, 
I'll, I'm going to try to look up a, like an old roller tournament or something and find a tech <laughs> fall. And I'll say, see, <laughs> I knew it happened. Uh, okay. So I'm going Gabe Dean there. Um, even though, all due respect, that would be a pretty close match in terms of points because Bozak was really sound on the mat and very difficult to score on. But Dean would, Dean would find a way. I mean, this is a guy. This is a guy with wins. Uh, you know, he beat Ed Ruth. He beat a lot of really good guys throughout his career, and was on. I mean, including Miles Martin, who's an NC two A champ. So I'll go with I'll go with Dean in this Cornell versus Cornell matchup. Yeah, I'm going Dean also. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm going Gabe Dean. All Uh-oh. right. <laughs> we got uh, the brother of one Ben Askren, Max Askren, <laughs> against Miles Martin. 2019 version. Now, this version did not win NCAAs, but as we discussed yesterday, it is by far the best we ever saw Miles Martin wrestle. I'm having a hard time really picturing how this match would go, so I don't want to go first. Well, I think I think here's how it would go. I think, uh, and Max didn't have a great season that year, although he had a really good NCAA tournament. I mean, this is this is obviously a tough match for Max to win, but I don't. You know, one of Miles Martin's best qualities is uh, his, his reattacks, and Max isn't going to shoot in stupidly. So I think uh, Max can win the scrambles against him, kind of like Max Dean did, uh, and then he would have to ride him like Bo Nickel did. That's how he's going to have to win. And so obviously, I'm biased, and I'm going to pick my brother. Okay, Stephen Kyle SKB. I'm taking Max too. I, I think Miles would struggle hey! to score. I, I I do think he would struggle to score. I'm gonna take Max. Oh, man, I'm having a hard time um, because on the one hand, the weight that Max won was really really good and really really tough. And there's something to be said for running that gauntlet when you're when you're not picked to win. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh. Yeah. Hold on. Wait, Tucker asked a good question in the Facebook chat. So we picked uh, we picked specifically the Cody Brewer that was uh, that won the NCAA tournament that one weekend, mm-hmm. and we could pick the specific Max that won the NCAA tournament. Can, he's saying, could it be a different Miles since he didn't win the NCAA tournament? Could it be like the Las Vegas Miles or something like that? Big Tens miles or basically every match except the one match he lost in the third period yeah. to, to Max Dean miles that's the one i think we all know what we're saying although it's a it's a fair point um yeah you know what i'm i'm going max as well max. <laughs> i think i the 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 scrambles and you know miles did have the he could be a quick finisher but not always and he'd fire off a lot of singles as well and I think that could play mm-hmm. into some of Max's stuff. Um, Max was a former, you know, he was a one seed at NCAs in the past. Uh, I think that's that's something as well. I don't know. It's a really, really kind of a crazy matchup, but um, I'll go with Max. Twitter did say Miles. Yeah. Ooh. We almost but, had to go to Nomad. You should have yeah. went Miles just so we could go to Nomad. Cause, uh, <laughs> I know. I should have. I should have. And Nomad would have picked Miles too. I I had him queued oh! up. I had him queued up just in case. Yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, so, but Max moves on. He's from uh, he. Yeah, he would have not uh, been able to resist the Maryland tie that Miles has, even mm-hmm. though Miles is from New Jersey. Jersey. Okay. So 
the the semis are set, and they are as follows. We believe it'll be Bo Nickel versus, or excuse me, Ed Ruth versus Max Askren, and Bo Nickel versus Gabe Dean. Dean, yep. Okie dokie. All right, now we're All at right. the seventy-four semis. Give it to us, Steven. Let me find the ball. Okay. Uh, 2019 Zahid Valencia against 2010 Jay Borschel on your top half and the bottom side was 2014 Chris Perry versus 2011 John Reeder. Okay. I have strong feelings on both, but I won't go first. Benjamin, uh, take it away. Well, I, I think the Zahid match is pretty obvious. That Zahid was so good that year. Uh, he's definitely beating Jay Borschel. I just don't really – I don't see a way – that Borshow could win unless it's like November, unless it's November's Zahid and he's been partying too much. And this is not, this is, this, this is, this is March Zahid, not November Zahid. Okay. Uh, I'm taking Zahid too. Yeah. Just too much offense. Uh, yes. Yeah, Zahid Valencia. Yes. <laughs> I, almost had a, I almost had a bad thought, but I didn't do it. I I oh, where am I in it? I almost did. I thought that's what he was going to do. I know. I gave him the look, but I'm not going to do it. I I know. I want to really bad, but I have one. I have one for either tomorrow or the next. I won't say when, but I have one planned, and I can't wait to use it. Okay. Uh, I'm going John Reeder at the three seed with the upset over uh, number two, Chris Perry. That that version of John Reeder was really, really, really good. Uh, I think he beats Chris Perry. Uh, it's gonna be close. Chris Perry's good ball takedowns. I think it's like uh, you know, five three, some somewhere in there, five two maybe. I tend to agree. I think I think Reader will be able to score a takedown against Chris Perry, and I do think he would get away. Although there's uh, Reader didn't really struggle on bottom, but I think he he'd been ridden some, but that year not really at all. So I like Reader over Perry. Respectfully, I kind of go with Reader as well, um, for all the reasons you guys mentioned. But Twitter did say Chris Perry, so he does get a vote. But it's John Reader moving on to the finals against Zahid Wow, okay. Twitter, Twitter's gonna be so mad. <clears throat> they were pretty pissed <laughs> about the the David Taylor thing yesterday. Oh, really? There were a bunch of people like Taylor won the poll. I was like, I'm not gonna well, sit here I and explain it. this to you guys again. I picked Taylor also. I, I'm a man of the Twitter people. <laughs> you can be proud of that, I guess. You're not, though, because you picked you picked, uh, you picked, you picked Reader. Reader. And the Twitter people picked yeah. Chris Perry. You can't, you can't be with him every time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now it's finals. It's, this is the big one. This may be the juiciest. I thought Zane Metcalf, but this is, this is up there. 2013 Kyle Dake versus 2011 Jordan. Burrows, and I have my pick, but I don't. I won't go first again. I'll let. I'll let Benjamin. Oh go. my goodness, you're so scared of going first. Oh, I'm go going. First. No, I'm not scared. Kyle Dake. Wrong. Kyle Dake. No, Jordan. Wrong. I'm wrong. going Kyle Dake. Here's what. Here's here's how he's gonna win. He's gonna win two to one on a riding time point. <laughs> Jeez, two to one. Okay, so so no. So Jordan Burroughs is going to go around five minutes and not be able to take down Kyle Dake is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, yes, interesting. Okay. Um, so need I remind you, let's let's just get in our time machine, buckle up. Okay, let's go back to 2013 buckle up. when okay. Kyle Dake won 
uh, NCAAs, his fourth title, four weights, one of the most unbelievable accomplishments in history. He then went on to his freestyle career, where did he A, win worlds, or B, not win worlds? Well, he didn't have 79 kilograms. He did not win worlds. He did not win. It was his perfect weight class. What does that matter? So they didn't invent a weight class for him? What is the invention of a weight (laughs) class? They didn't have 79 for Burroughs. He went 74 and he won it. As soon as he got out of college, he immediately goes on and he's actually the best in well, the planet. In 2013, Burroughs, Burroughs was the best Burroughs in the planet. Did, 2013, Burroughs didn't have a world was, champion to beat. He, Burroughs had to beat a world didn't have And who was that world champion, Ben? Who was that world champion? Well, it was the two years better Jordan Burroughs it was, in freestyle. Maybe maybe two years better. I don't no, know what are we talking two, about here? This, we're talking about freestyle and folk style? No, I'm saying... No, I'm not. Yes, I think that is important. An important distinction that since we have to, we cannot just look at that year on its own and say, okay, this is why. This is for for this example, it's like, well, how does he compare to everything around him? Well, compared to everything around him, Jordan actually happened to be the best in the world at freestyle wrestling leg attack competitions, right? Whereas Kyle Dake, as great as he was, was not the best in the country. Now, was he behind uh, a legend? Yes. Okay, it doesn't matter though. He wasn't on that level, right? So I think he might have been without Jordan Burroughs, roughly. Without the very guy that we're talking about. It'd be one thing if it was Kale in his way or something. But if the fact that it's What do you mean Kale? Jordan Burroughs is better internationally than freaking than Kale is? Are you kidding me? Don't get hung up on the name Kale Sanders. I'm getting someone outside the conversation that he was behind, right? If it was I don't know. I can't. We don't but have Dave, enough world But Dake was, Dake was competitive with uh, – he didn't beat Burroughs, but he was competitive with them in freestyle. He my, also, argument, my argument is strictly based – I said he was going to win on a riding time point, which is folk style only, not freestyle. Yeah, I don't, I don't get your argument, man. Okay, now hold on. Oh, you, don't get get my, him, you don't get my argument. Get him. Right, no, I'm, I don't. I'm You're not, talking about freestyle credentials here when we're supposed to be comparing 2011 NCAA Jordan Burroughs versus 2013 NCAA Kyle Dake in an NCAA folk style match. I'll get to all that. I'll get to all that. And Tyler Caldwell Caldwell kept Burroughs from a takedown in their Big 12 match. You don't think Kyle Dake could do the same thing? Did you watch that match? Did you watch that match? It doesn't freaking matter. Kyle Dake could do the same thing. I don't know. Yes, Kyle Dake is better. I don't know. Oh, we got, we got you backed into a oh, corner. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you guys up. to stop, and then I'll, I will continue. Continue. I'm happy to continue. Because, one, Ben Ben mentions that it was competitive. Okay, well, actually, he got tech fouled in the first match, as we all recall, and then he lost the second match. Um, in overtime. Okay. So, in overtime. Over, over two. I think we, we saw that Dake had – even though he beat an all-time legend in Taylor that year, I think Burroughs is good for a takedown. I think he doesn't have to go under him. I don't think that's a scenario he has to entertain, right? And I think Burroughs showed – you use that Tyler Caldwell as an example. I, that's an example for me of a guy that doesn't really want to – at that time, in that Big 12 Finals, Kyle, Tyler Caldwell was not trying to wrestle Jordan Burroughs. He was trying to – game a scenario where he could win some sort of tactical match. It didn't work. It didn't work, right? You're not going to be able to blueprint around this. That, but it's Tyler, it's Tyler Caldwell, not Kyle, not Kyle Dake. In a week, a week. So why is why is Kyle Dake allowed to have close matches? And, and my, but that's I mean, what Kyle he, Dake does. Okay, so why is he allowed to have them, but Jordan Burroughs has won, and then the next week he, 
I think he majored Tyler Caldwell in the NCAA Finals two weeks later. Okay? So why is – Day can have these um, super close matches against Mark Martin in round one or round two or whenever that was, and it's fine, but Burroughs has won in the Big 12 Finals in a match that he won, and then he majored the guy with – and that's like – how is that – How you can't use that as a point for Dake and against Burroughs when it happened routinely. Well, you were saying that – you don't think Jordan Burroughs doesn't get a takedown, and he was saying, well, he couldn't get a takedown against Tyler Caldwell, and Kyle Dake is better than Tyler Caldwell. Yes. That's, that was his point. Yeah, I get that point, but at the same time, it's he found a way to win that match, and Jordan Burroughs not getting a takedown is incredibly, incredibly rare. I mean, how many times did that happen in his career, uh, especially that, that season? He dominated uh, a peak, a height of his powers before the injury, uh, Andrew Howe at Midlands. That wasn't as, what... No, that was a competitive match. It was he I'm was running. I mean, maybe he didn't dominate it, but he was up big late, sort sort of faded, and the match seemed a little closer than it actually was. But he came out and got the first two, maybe three takedowns against Hal, as I recall. It was like ten seven final, but I do remember thinking like Jordan was superior. Yes. Yeah. So I think with all those factors around it, Jordan Burroughs wins this match. And I have full confidence in it, and I'm really surprised. I already know where De- where uh, uh, Kyle sticking with his Kyle over here, but I think Burroughs wins this match. Period. All right, and I'll, I think well, Vin, well, and Vin, holy cow, they've. I mean, I know Vin, it's freestyle, well, and I know it's freestyle, but but dag on, how many he is he is what seven oh, and I'm, one <laughs> against this guy in freestyle? Like that doesn't matter. Like that should matter. We're not, we're not wrestling freestyle, CP. No, but, yeah, but... And a lot of those matches also took place, like, years down the line I know from that, these but two versions of these I know, guys. I know all that. Now, that's why it's not the the crux of my case, but it's like, we saw... I mean, t- the point is, 2011 Burroughs, you act like there was this incredible, like, massive improvement in Jordan from 2011 to 2013. He was... He didn't lose any time in that in that stretch. I think the only areas you could say he really, really improved tremendously are like maybe in the tactical realm. But as far as like getting takedowns um, and being able to frequently score, he's he was just as elite then as he was in 2011. That's that's my opinion. But I think it's kind of it it bears out as well. Yeah. Hey, ten seven was the final score of the whole uh, how and. Burroughs match. Yeah. Deceptively close. So, dude, I'm did you guys know that, so that, that year for. Te- Wait, hold on. That year, Tyler Caldwell lost to Chris Spangler. Did you realize that? Yeah, I didn't remember that. But now that you say it, it Iowa State's Rough. Chris Spangler, right? Yes, correct. Okay, so what do, what do the people say? They go Dake? Wait, people, Kyle, are you picking. Are you yeah, picking I'm picking Dake. Dake. You have Freestyle Master Jordan Burroughs. You have folk style ma- master Kyle Dake. The dude would have a game plan, and he executed it perfectly against David Taylor multiple times. And I think he would have a plan for Burroughs. And Nomad, Nomad just chimed in because he thought he wanted to. And I agree. No step out or exposure makes Dake so much effing harder to take down in folk. Yep. I just, oh, I, you're outnumbered four to one, Piles. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for all of you. I uh, I was surprised you, you can't because can't landmine this. I should have landmined Dake in the semis. This poll started. 
with Burroughs in the lead and flipped, and almost every poll has not done that. Whoever started with the lead kept it. Um, it was 59% Kyle Dake. Man, that's ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. <laughs> I think, I think, oh, Kyle Dake would have this masterful game plan. The, the game plan, the strategy, the tactics. Yet somehow, the strategy and tactics have eluded him in all of their freestyle meetings but one. Right? So the, the, the strategic mastermind, he can't do it against this guy. It's just he is a strategic mastermind against everyone else. But there's this one guy, just like Kyle Dake is that one guy for David Taylor, okay? And it didn't matter. Taylor lost him in freestyle. He lost him in folk style, Kyle Dake, right? It was very, very similar. I think similarly here. I think Burroughs would have, would have found a way. I don't think he would have had to go under him. I think this is the most, most high-level match we could possibly create. With this best of the decade, but I think the points you're using for Dake, you're you're dis you're um you're discounting them, or they're they're somewhat discounted by how the results have happened in freestyle. And that's all I'll say. And I've, I I just I truly feel sorry for you guys. I and mean, really they did. literally right. wrestled a match I'll... at the U.S. Open where Jordan Burroughs didn't score a takedown. Oh, uh, do you remember that? Oh, match? oh, 40... oh. Do you remember that oh. match? Let's talk about that match <laughs> where he's on his knee the entire time. When where Jordan just popped well, he him in the face the whole time. Style. That one? Yeah, he did punch him in the face a lot. That was Jordan. Yeah. That was the worst match they've ever wrestled because Burroughs. I don't know. I mean, that's when Burroughs just started. This like his thumb. He went like knuckle deep in uh, Dake's eye, but he still won the match. Yes, he didn't get a takedown. I know that. Um, that's just my opinion. Maybe you're right, but I think you're wrong. And that is not Jordan Burroughs at the height of his powers either. Okay. 2011. What, what height of his say, powers. <laughs> no, it is not. It, it's it's a lot. 2011 is closer to the height of Jordan Burroughs' powers than that 2017 was, where he's coming mm. off an Olympic DNP, where uh, he did win worlds that year, but. That he, I think, I mean, I'm sure Burroughs would probably admit that wasn't the best um, version of of himself. I can't believe, I cannot believe, y'all y'all watch this guy this much and okay, it's fine. I'll move on. I'm not gonna get over it, but I'll move on because I have to. We have to. All right, are we going? Are we going questions from friends? Or are we gonna go into 2016? Oh, I thought we were doing 2016. Let's do 2016. All right, Tyler, cue it up. The 2016 <laughs> NC2A Wrestling Championships. You can just you can just hear the pissiness in Christian's voice. He's pissed. He does, He's pissed. He, does, he doesn't want to give it up. I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I. I think. I think there's a high level. A high level of disrespect. To Jordan Bros. I don't, it doesn't even sound like you gave it a second thought. It sounds like oh, it was a riding a time point, CP. I didn't say Dake majored him. Disrespect. Disrespect. <laughs> disrespect. You sound like one of those wrestlers we make one pick against, and they're like, oh, disrespect. You guys are sleeping on me. <laughs> those are the best. Yes. Yeah. You're what? getting pissed off right now about a hypothetical match. <laughs> well, <laughs> mainly because it's not all that hypothetical because they've wrestled No, like literally, times. this is a hypothetical match because we're it's trying to take style. 2013 NCAA Kyle Dick, 2011 NCAA Joy Burroughs in a folk style match. It's hypothetical. It can't happen. It couldn't have happened. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fine. 
I ride. I ride. I ride for the king. All right, that's all I'll say. 2016 NC2A Wrestling Championships in Madison Square Garden. This was a really, really fun one, even though the team race wasn't super juicy because Penn State, but there were some really exciting individual matchups and really cool things happened. Penn State, 123. Then second place was Oklahoma State, 97.5. 86 for Ohio State, who, if you remember, pulled two guys out of red shirt. You know them as Kyle Snyder and Miles Martin. That ended up being smart. They both won uh, NCAAs that year, and we'll get into it. Starting with 125 pounds, where Nico Megalutis bested Thomas Gilman once more. I remember those two had a weird <laughs> – they had a crazy Big Ten match. Is this the one where Gilman tried the weird head pinch thing and yes. took it? That was <laughs> oh, that was one of the strangest things. I was like, what are you doing? Um and uh, yeah, then he lost here in the NCAA finals. Um, ben, I can tell you want to say something. Do you want to disrespect Jordan Burroughs any further? <laughs> hey, at least can hey, we can we least... start? Can we start pick a starting weight? I want to start at one one fifty seven because one forty one and one forty nine bore me. So I want to give them okay. the least amount of time. So can we start one fifty seven? Yes, absolutely, we can. Yes, a weight won by uh, Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Dig. Not that I'm not, <laughs> not that this I'm, year. Not that I'm hung up on it. Okay. So this one. Wait, who? Wait, Christian. Who wins the 157 pound version of Kyle Dick or the 157 pound version of Jordan Burroughs? Uh, well, I th- you know my answer. I think Burroughs was world class that year in 2009 <laughs> when he won, and he he remember that that weight had um, multiple that national champions. Enough. It had Poeta yeah, was, was or Poeta actually wasn't a champ, but it had Jordan Lean and Gregor Gillespie, and also. Yes. Jordan Ernest Burroughs. Do you know the four guys that Kyle Dake beat to win national titles? <laughs> yes. He beat Montel Marion, who <laughs> arguably should have been a national champion because he had that takedown against Kellen Russell. Uh, Frank. He beat Frank. Champ. He beat Derek St. John. And he, he beat Jared. David Taylor. Yeah. Those are pretty good guys. It's pretty good wow. guys. Frank Molinaro beat uh, Jordan Burroughs <laughs> New Jersey State Finals. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that guy. Oh. <laughs> Man. It hurts. hurts. You know it hurts, guys. Uh, All right. So the crazy thing in this one was Tommy Gant, who was an undefeated – who was undefeated, the two seed. This got weird because everyone and their brother knew that Imar and Nolf were the top two guys. And there was a lot of freaking out that uh, Gant would get the one Mm -hmm. and it would make – Imar and Nolf, the two and three. The and same. there was kind yep, of a... I remember that. Because Imar lost to Nolf. Nolf beat, beat Imar. And so they both had losses. You're thinking, oh my gosh, is this going to be the two and three? That would be a disaster. But they ended up... Uh, I don't know if this is one where the Matrix spat out the right answer or they had to do some maneuvering. But thankfully, it ended up being so that Nolf and Imar could be in the finals. And then... It fell apart immediately or close to immediately when Tommy Gant lost in round two to Chad Walsh of Ryder. Yeah. And then Walsh beats Cody Pack in a crazy, crazy match that, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly, and I'm sorry, Coach Bono, if you're listening to this, you probably get have PTSD over this one, but I thought Pack, <laughs> Pack had this one. I thought this match was like done. Because I remember watching very intently because um, – it was like, dude, South Dakota State could get a guy on the podium. That would be so huge for them. And 
I think he had it won, and then he lost 11-10 to Chad Walsh. I'll have to go back and either rewatch it or um, ask Bono or Chad Walsh. I guess they probably would both remember. Mm-hmm. But Walsh wins, and out of the what seed? He was the 15, makes the semis, where have fun with Jason Nolf, who teched him in the NCAA semis. Um, yeah. The other one that was awesome in this bracket was first round, Jake Ryan, Joe Smith. That was freaking awesome. Yes, the coaches' kids wrestle each other in round yeah. one. Very close match. Jake Ryan was up big in this Overtime. one. If I, if I remember yes. correctly, yeah. Jake yep. Ryan no, got the gasped. first couple yep. takedowns, and he got he got super tired. So tired. I'm sorry, Jake. Jake, you're an awesome guy. But Joe Smith was great this year. This was this was the Joe Smith year. Um, yes. Was this a year he was a uh, true, true freshman? freshman. They, pull, they pulled him after Chance. Oh, yeah. Couldn't. So do anything. Joe had a, gave Imar and Nolf really close matches at Reno in the scuffle. Like for that point in time, he 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 like reversed Imar. It was kind of close relative yeah. to how Imar's matches were going. And then at the scuffle, he was really coming at the end of that match in a, in a way that you never saw anyone against uh, do against Jason Nolf. But he he lost that mm-hmm. match too. But then at that point in time, being competitive with those guys was. Was a landmark was were, or was a was a high mark a yeah. high bar to reach, and then he hits Nolf in the quarters and Nolf really it was no issues eleven three over over Joe Smith. The other interesting one was Ian Miller. We talked about this one yesterday for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, talked about yesterday. Ian it Miller, was so awesome. Imar, crazy match, crazy match, and this was a crazy final. Jason Nolf versus Isaiah Martinez, back and forth match that. Imar had to go and get it late. Was he? He wasn't down late though. He was. It was tied no, late, right? Yeah. Yep. Four to four. Okay. Yeah. So other big upsets. Anything else super interesting at one fifty seven? No. Imar Nolf is just a great, great rivalry, great yeah. style matchup. Though I think they both kind of brought out the best in each other. And um, Nick Bruschetta. Shout Absolutely. out Nick Bruschetta getting third here. Dylan Palacio pinned. Uh, Joe Smith and a Peterson, as I recall. Yep. That was wild. And then next year, next year he pinned Michael Cameron and a Peterson. He did. He did. How hard is it <laughs> as a as a both a pinner and a Peterson user? How hard is it to pin someone in a Peterson, Ben? I love the Peterson. Yeah. And without adjusting to a headlock, I have no idea how he's pinning these dudes. I don't get it. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. He, I don't get it. And it, he has them flat too. It is tight. I don't know. He yes. does something special with it. With the, I don't know if it's the, the yeah. lock around the arm or something. But we need to get technique with him on it. He won't do it. Yeah, really? We asked him. Yeah, he said he didn't want to do it. He's when we what asked him. This, maybe, maybe this was a couple of years ago. But he's like, no, I don't want to save it because I'm still competing. But he hasn't wrestled oh. in like years. So maybe if we just give yeah. him uh, some Bitcoin or something. He's got yeah, all the Bitcoin. Get him to come down. Get him to come down to Austin on a, uh, what do you guys call those, car washes. Yeah, yeah no. That's fantastic. what we tried to do. He's like, I don't know if I want to show technique because, um, but yeah, maybe now we can revisit it. Um, yeah, I say revisit it for sure. It, it's a different time. Uh, so that was a fun wait, really kind of all over the place. But yeah, shout out Nick Bruschetta, closing out three-time career. And, and the Hokies are kind of a story here because this, this team race for the trophy was wild because if – you notice I did not say the name Iowa Hawkeyes because this is the year they did not get a trophy for reasons we'll get into. Ooh, mm-hmm. It was a confluence of factors. One, Tech, <laughs> Virginia Tech had an absolutely 
out of this world Friday night. Yeah, they went nuts. Where they won all their matches in the blood round, and then the match you wrestled the match after the blood round, and they won almost all of those as well. So they just five of six or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it was a crazy night. Maybe we can um, look into that a little bit. But Bruschetta beat Berger in the round of twelve, and then Gant right after that eight to four, which I'm sure he hadn't beaten Gant that year because Gant was the ACC champion, undefeated. What mm-hmm. uh, number two seed? So that was fifty-seven, and we can revisit some of that. Daggone it! They called Daniel Lewis Dale Lewis in the semis. <laughs> that's, right. that's what I just laughed about. Who are these people? His oh. name. His name says Daniel Lewis three times. One, two, three, and then you're just gonna change it after the third time to Dale. Like, that's what his what friends the... call him. He looks like a Dale. Okay, what are you doing? No, I don't know. But Ringer over everyone. Isaac Jordan beats Bo Jordan. How wild is that? I can't remember yeah, how this one, match went. Man, that one always baffled me. Yeah, I, I, thought, I think right Bo here. Yeah, time. for sure. I just, going into the match, I remember when they wrestled the Big Ten final, I was like, Bo. Bo. This is Bo. And then it was clear. Do you remember that cross face he yes. put on him? I was just about to bring that up. Oh, my gosh. That was that was just big brother stuff. It was it was one of the most <laughs> savage cross faces in NCAA wrestling history. I mean, they don't even, like... Ben, ben is... I feel like the crossface is not commonly utilized as, like, uh, from a tech... You know, sprawling crossface is, move. like... That's what no, they, terrible move. <laughs> see? Listen to you. <laughs> terrible yeah, move. I have Isaac Jordan crossface you and see how you like it. He ripped Bo's face Dog, off. He doesn't have a face he, anymore. He not rip nothing off. I just go right through him. You <laughs> go right through him? Why is the crossface a cross terrible move? In Buffalo Gap, it, it saved a lot of takedowns. I'm going to tell you that. It, it works against terrible wrestlers. But <laughs> most times when you get crossface, you just eat the crossface and you just drive through whatever you're going to drive through. No big deal. Okay. Well, he's waging war against the crossface. Well, we'll uh, okay. send this to Tyler, and uh, maybe he can pu- throw it up, and maybe uh, you know, maybe he'll respect at least this crossface and can explain why it worked. Because last I checked, Bo Jordan was pretty dang good. Uh, and strong. And strong. He's scared. Know. He's probably scared of his cousin. He's. I don't think he's scared. Uh, okay. Might be. So, I don't remember if the how that match went. I felt like Bo had a chance to win this one as well. It was 5-4. It was a very close match. I believe he got taken down late to lose. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about, let's talk about Virginia Tech some more. Why not? Because... David McFadden in the round of 12 had Tanner Weatherman, who had beaten him that year, maybe twice, I think twice. He beat him at the duel and then Virginia duels. He beats him 6-2, goes wild. Then he majors Anthony Parati of Rutgers to more Virginia Tech goodness. This is like, they were like kind of in the mix. Oh, we've got the cross face. All right, here we go. Oh, where is it? Okay. Can we go back? Yeah, go back. It was, it's the first kind of exchange there. Yeah, here we go. So single leg. Bo Jordan sounds about right. Illegal cutback attempt. No, it's not. Can you not see it? Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, well if they're if they're bellied out, that's a different story. Now that would be a good time to use a crossface if they're on their belly. But I mean, it's not like stop the shot. The guy was already on his belly. How about the little uh, little kick uh, cutback he tried first, and then that's he got that, that's a that's a crap move too. Can't believe Bo <laughs> fell for that. Man, what did Isaac Jordan ever do to you? I I only worked out with him one time. Didn't go so well for Isaac. Oh my gosh! 
It I was it was the weirdest wrestling experience I've ever had with anybody. It was really really strange. What? And it didn't what? go so well for him. It, it was so strange. All right, well go. You've gone that far. So <laughs> stop now. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to throw Isaac under the bus, but <laughs> you, you know, so I, I go up. To, I gotta go up to Madison. I'm wrestling. You know, I I want to work out. I know. I you know I don't go up there that often on, on the Barry Davis tenure. And they say, hey, go with this guy. And I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is Isaac Jordan, but I'm not really sure, right? And so we start drilling, and it's really weird. Like, the way I drill, we, you know, we at a high level, we shoot. We kind of spar a little bit and finish, you know, warming up. And every time I start sparring, he just kind of falls over. I'm like, this, this is really weird. This is strange. Uh, and so I see the coach is chuckling, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is that really scrubby kid that, like, they, they just, like, put me with the F with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just keeps up. And one time, I think, I, you know, same thing on bottom. I sparred a little bit. I think I hit a Peterson or something. You know, we're just playing around. And he just lays there. And I'm like, um, like, are you, you going to get up? Are we going to are we gonna keep going? Or what, what's going on here? And it was just like, it was so weird. So he wrestled, you know, um, and one match. And it didn't go so well for him. And at the end of the match, I was trying something. I got reversed. And, uh... I was glad it was like four seconds of it. I was laid on my belly and he freaking wham hit me with that cross face you're talking about. <laughs> and so I said, Okay, all right, that's fine. Didn't score many points. We're gonna go another match. And I can promise you I squeezed the cradles as hard as I could that match. <laughs> oh so you felt the cross face though. So you felt the cross face. And, and of which cradles there were many. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you ever figure out why was he just not wanting to give you a feel in the drills, or what was it? I have no, I, I don't know. You, you can ask him. I have no. It was so weird. It was, it was. I have never had another wrestling thing like that. It was just really strange. I, yeah, should, I don't know. I don't know what his problem was. You can drill with me sometimes, Ben. You'll probably, you'll probably find it <laughs> to be a similar experience. Okay, so the sixty-five. Anything else in here, uh, Stephen Kyle? No. Uh, da, da, da. Rutgers gets over the hump here, <clears throat> breaks the Tom Tannis streak with Anthony Parati. That was big. And then uh, Steven Rodriguez, shout out Steven Rodriguez, sh- moving up from like 141 oh, to 165 baby. in placing. That's awesome. Big shout, Steven Rodriguez. He was really Steven Rodriguez was super good this year. Yes, he's he was really yeah. good. It's like he's another one of the like exhibit A, B, C, or D of like just move up weight. Stop classes, killing guys. yourself to just, make weight. He was a freaking up. he just was a freaking up. skeleton at 141. He was a 41. Is that the year he got pinned three times at Big Tens? Yes. I hate to bring it up. <laughs> Yes. But he got pinned a lot of times <laughs> at the Big Tens. Oh, I think God. Steven can handle it. Steven, you got the last laugh by getting to eat a lot and be really, really good your, your yeah, senior year. Yeah, it was awesome. There you go. Um, so good job by him. Okay. Our 174. I got, I, got, I got first goal at 174. Get it. First round, Wolf of Wall Street and Jadine Bernstein. <laughs> upset, upsets back-to-back. This, match, this weight class was like, Oh my God! What is going on right now? It was wait, wait, so wild. You're thinking Meyer versus Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Alex Meyer, Wolf of Wall Street. So okay. there, it was back He's to saying back. these back Jadine to back Bernstein, matches. Oh. Yeah, back to back. Janine Bernstein beat Ethan Ramos. Wolf of Wall Street beat Alex Meyer, and both matches were like totally insane. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, and oh my gosh! And as I keep looking, and then Blaze Butler from the number three lost to Matt Reed. And then he kept getting tilted. Look who he lost in the blood round. It was so awful. Epperly, right? No. Nope. Cody Walters. Ohio. Oh. 
Well, Lilo, and then Lilo and Weatherspoon beat Brian Realbuto first round. Oh God, this is bringing back so many painful memories. <laughs> Seventy four was a so bad total mess, and this kind of man, I can't believe Leland oh, beat Cody. God. I know that was Dan Cody. Oh. Sorry, I hope you're not listening, Cody. You could have you could have made the finals. <laughs> I don't know if you'd have beat Miles Martin that day because no one did that weekend, but but yeah. Leland was on one too. Yeah, he he went off. So, Miles Martin, remind you, was the 11 seed here. He won this tournament. Uh, that was unexpected, we'll say. And as Ben already yeah. pointed out, the 3 seed and the 2 seed lost in the very first round, which means they oh lost God. to And the 4. The 2, 3, and the 4. But, like, what? Insanity. It was, it was bedlam. I remember after we left, I was like, this is one of the most crazy rounds. I think it was... As far as I can remember, the craziest round one I can remember. Certainly for yes. a bracket it is, but... Oh, Epperly lost to Casey Kent in round one. And then yes. Epperly wrestled back for a third. He went Ultimate Warrior and wrestled Kent for a third place. And beat him 8-4. to four. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach, Zach Epperly oh that God. year had quit the team. He, he left. He was he going, left. like... It's like, where's Epperly? Uh, yeah, he's not with the team. He sort of quit. And they talked him into coming back out. And then he comes back out, and I'm like, yes, Epperly's back. Then he loses in round one. I was like, Epperly's done. Pokies are screwed. It's all over. Forget it. Pets' heads are falling off. Because he's now, there's no way this guy that quit the team is wrestling back for third. And uh, You guys see his, his, his path on the backside? 17-2, 17-6, 14-4, medical forfeit. 10 to 2, 13 5. I mean, he went, he went yeah. ham. He went wild. Whoa. He went out of his mind and he just destroyed everyone. It was crazy. Um, so, yeah, that was that was one of the weirder things. But remember, Bo, Bo Nickel versus Nate Jackson? This was weird because Nate had beaten him this year. Beat him. Right? Yeah. That was like, what? Uh, and then in the semis, it was really close. And Nate was kind of in super late. He wasn't close to, mm-hmm. or he was close to scoring, but not to the point where you're like that was two. And he he was right there to win that match. And who knows how this goes if it's Miles versus Nate? I think I think Miles had beaten Nathan that year, but I can't remember exactly. And then the big exchange, they Miles and Bo hit this year. Bo was the three and zero against him at this yes. this season. He beat him at the Nittany Lion Open. He beat him at the duel and Big Ten. And then at Big Ten, he, he him. took the, took down Miles Martin, cross face cradled, rolled through, pinned him in the first. Like I want to say the first period, it was just like immediately. I was like, okay, well there there's that rivalry. Then Miles, and this is this is one of the interesting things. With with Miles and Bo and their their rivalry or whatever you want to call it is that Miles had some ability to challenge slash offset Bo upper body right and yes. that yep. reared its head here when Bo tried to throw and yeah, I guess you could say Bo tried to throw but Miles plants him down for five right and that yeah. cha- that changed the game six was it six was it six was this four point near fall era. I think I it think was. This was yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. So six point move there, and that was a that was obviously a, a game changer in a match where everyone was like, okay, Bo Nickel, Bo Nickel, national champion, Bo Nickel, maybe he's gonna win four. But I mean, th- and that's what we would be talking about, Bo Nickel. Yeah. I mean, he's that's a three timer, guys. 
He's a three-timer. Yeah. And the guy he lost to in the NCAA Finals, he is 7-2 and two against and was 3-0 and oh yeah. coming into I this mean, year. I mean, I don't know, Christian. At that point, I don't know if we were talking about Bo as a four timer because No, but that's where the uh, conversation goes if he wins. Yeah, this. he lost to Nate yeah, he lost to Nate Jackson and you know, he just wasn't as good. He he would get so so much better. Uh I gotta stop scrolling through these brackets. I scrolled to the next one and freaking they got Nolan Boyd down as Bill Boyd. I can't get my composure here. <laughs> that should be his name. That's actually better. <laughs> Bill Boyd, Bill Boyd roofing. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll they'll get you a new roof in a jiffy. Okay. Oh my god. Um, so Miles beats Bo. Oh. Um, and uh, I guess that's that. I talked about the the hokey corner here. Uh, and yeah. yeah, Wolf of Wall Street and Alex Meyer. They just reversed each other for around seven minutes, and eventually. Oh. Gordon Wolf had more points and the match ended. It was insane. It was it was, was the insane. best worst match of all time. And <laughs> Gordon Wolf relishes and Alex Meyer, it was kind of the perfect storm with those two. Because they both were like kind of just give up points, give up a takedown, but they come back and they all they had like a lot of grit and um fight. And it just made for an amazing round one match that Doctor almost, Alex Meyer. Doctor soon to be. Dr. He's a Meyer. doctor? He's in um Med school right now. Wow. Nice. Go, super, Alex. Super nice. Okay. Then, all right, this is this is back when the, the – we go to 84, where Bill Boyd lost to Gabe Dean in the quarters. <laughs> How about Gabe Dean, uh, Dak Dekow, round one? Yes. That was – Oh, that was a good one. That was – that match was the third and fourth place match um, in yeah. what year? Two – would have been two years, two years before. before. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really strange to to see. And obviously only a three one win there. And then Dean pins Tom Slay, ten four over Bill Boyd, and then nine four over Renda. Is this the year Bill Boyd uh beat Gabe Dean? This is the year Bill Boyd beat Game Dean. Oh my god, I forgot Bill Boyd beat Game Dean. <laughs> How many times can we say Bill Boyd? I won't stop. He beat him at Cornell. He went Bill Boyd went into Gabe Dean's house. And beat him. That's on Christian. Got a new roof on it. Yeah. Who the Who the hell makes these brackets that just make up random names? I mean, this is not like a one-time thing, Christian. This is like five times per year. <laughs> oh, what is going on? I Who's love doing it. this? I think it's funny. I think it's just for this moment. It's bringing me a lot of joy because I like that he has the right name in the round before, and then he's like, ah, screw it. He's Bill now. <laughs> Dale okay. Dale Lewis? I mean, come on. At least that's like oh. Daniel. This is just Bill <laughs> from Nolan. Oh, my Bill. God. Zach Savatsky loses in the quarters to Renda, who he had beaten that year, maybe multiple times. I was uh, – that was that was a pet's heads falling off kind of situation. Then he Willie lost Mickless, sem- semis from 14, baby. Yeah, so this one fell apart when Avery lost to Joe Ariola. Now – Coming into this was was it not the question like how healthy is Victor Avery coming into this like he had had he wrestled a limited schedule or was it maybe I'm totally misremembering I don't remember I'm gonna look it up right now nor I but he lost to Joe Ariola in round one and Willie Miklas said thank you I'll beat Corey Grigo and then Joe Ariola and then Lorenzo Thomas and then this is what a bunch of people yelled at me when I didn't have Willie Miklas ranked that high 
coming into the next year because, yes, I know he made the semis, but he got sixth, and none of the guys he beat were, like, uber elite. So he didn't have, like, that high of a ranking going the next year, but still people were mad at me. Yeah, it looks like um, – Yeah, you were wrong. Looks like Avery only had, like, 14 matches coming into NCAAs. Okay, so maybe my memory is correct. And then TJ Dudley was the surprise finalist here, right? He was the seven uh, because Sammy Brooks was the – uh, was the two, and he lost to yep. Dudley. But those two always had crazy matches, as I as I recall. Now, now their freestyle matches they always start with Tim Dudley up nine zero, and Sammy no. Brooks come. Wait, I'm misremembering. <laughs> oh, that's Nate Jackson. That's Nate Jackson. Stack on it. Wrong guy. <laughs> Wrong eighty four pounder. Dudley, <laughs> oh, Dudley and Brooks definitely had crazy matches though. And I think Brooks had beaten him earlier that year. Also, Sammy, Bro- we can talk about the team race now. Because we're at that point, we're at the match. Oh my gosh! Cost could have cost Iowa. Now this isn't the only thing that cost Iowa a team trophy this year. Yeah. Um, because you know, as we saw, Alex Meyer lost round one, stuff like that. But Sammy Brooks had Abinator decked, glued, pinned, like underneath the mat. Under the mat. Where's Dom? We couldn't see him. (laughs) He was under the mat. That's and how pinned he was. What they call an illegal headlock? They called an illegal headlock. Which a- it was not. It was not an illegal headlock. And they they stopped the match. They stopped the match with him pinned to call this illegal headlock instead of the fall in the round of 12 when Sammy Brooks, I don't believe, had been an All-American at this point in his career. He had not. And the Iowa coaches go insane, which they had every right to, and they get a team point taken away. So not only did they lose two bonus points for a fall, potentially, they lost a third point for uh, the team point loss, and they lost to Virginia Tech by uh, four points. Well, that's not all of it, but that's three of it. That's three. That gets you a lot closer. Mm-hmm. But Brooks won that match, thankfully. At least, at yeah. least that happened. But that was that was wild because they stopped the match with him on his back and. In the moment, like, even then, like, I remember, I think it was Tom was in the corner. Just like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think it was in Morningstar, yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt Miller, is this the year he pinned everyone? He just kept pinning people? Yes. He just yes. kept pinning people. Yep. People kept shooting, and he would do this, like. It was pretty awesome. Chin whip. Weird chin whip. <laughs> I'm sure Ben will t- say it's a bad move, too, but I it worked pretty I, good I for remember. Matt Miller. He yes, pinned that, Tom Slay, Lorenzo Thomas, Sammy Brooks with it, with moves of that nature. And this is when Pete Renda got third. Tech falling Nolan Boyd. Bill Boyd. Bill Boyd. I'm sorry. Bill Boyd. <laughs> was it Bill Boyd or Nolan Boyd at this part of the bracket? In the fourth place part of the bracket, <laughs> it was, it was Bill. Nolan. It says Nolan. Nolan says Nolan. Oh, shoot. I thought you meant like what wrestler showed up. Like who's the better wrestler, Nolan or Bill? That's a good point. <laughs> Which one did Gabe Dean uh, beat? Gabe Dean beat Bill Boyd. <laughs> if they put out Nolan Boyd, he would have beaten him again, just like he did when he went to Cornell and beat Gabe Dean. Oh, my oh, god, man. Wild. Okay. That's 84. 97. How juicy is this? Um, so juicy. Pat Downey. Uh, I know uh, Kyle was crying when Pat Downey upset Jared Hot. Just no, we're not talking about that. Wow, Downey was and he un- beat Phil Phil Well. He beat Phil Wellington first round. That's oh a dagger gosh. to Brackney's heart. I know he was just. I I was kind of. I was glad we didn't have to see Jared wrestle Phil. That's all I'll say. Oh yeah, that would have been tough. That would have been hard. What would you have done? 
I don't know. Man, that would have been a tough one. But instead, Pat Downey took care of that problem for you, beating Phil Wellington and then pinning <laughs> Jared Hot not once but twice in this tournament. Allegedly. Allegedly. What, what we need to talk about here, though, is Jared beating Studebaker in the round of 12 and then beating Connor Hartman, who he was like 0-7 against. This was crazy. <laughs> This was crazy. When he beat Hartman, he never could beat him. And then all of a sudden, the Hokies were beating all these guys they couldn't beat. I don't know if they watched, like, I don't know, Wicked or something on Broadway or got inspired <laughs> by Lion King. Something happened in New York City between thir- Friday morning and Friday night. They went insane because they just kept winning. Because so he won in the round of 12, and then he beat Hartman to get in the fifth, sixth place. Uh, crazy stuff. And then he got pinned again by. What are you kept, doing? What are you doing? What? Didn't happen. <laughs> he kept going. He got pinned in the same move, too. I don't know what you're talking about. Connor Hartman, uh, or excuse me, Brett Harner gets Princeton over the hump here. I remember that was huge for, for them. He pinned Weigel in the round of 12. So that was uh, huge for the Tigers. Jaden beats Morgan. And I don't think, I guess they were both undefeated that year. Jaden was the two. Before. No, didn't Jaden get DQ'd against Wellington? For oh, him? yeah. yeah. Uh, he <laughs> spiked him when he lost his mind for like 30 seconds. Why did he do that? He was so – hey, did you ever talk about that? He was so mean to Phil Wellington, who's the nicest guy I, that may live. I never asked him. I never asked him why he was mean to Phil Wellington. Phil, I mean, Phil did beat him one time, like legitimately, in a match. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah so here. that was – yeah, and it was like two weeks after he gave Bader – uh, that interview where he said he wanted to be a four-time undefeated NCAA champion. Um, I know uh, we watched that video a lot on the way out to Missouri. Mm. So that was fun. So that was a big upset. So, yeah, <laughs> he did spike him, but then Jaden won there. And then a month later, he would make the make the Olympic team at 86 kilograms, taking out Jake Herbert mm-hmm. and, holy cow, Kyle Dake. Mm-hmm. Which, that's still amazing that at 86 kilograms he was competitive. And, like, literally one foot away from making the team. Like, what? He was back in. I mean, Jaden played with fire so much against Dake in that third match. He could have got hit for fling. He almost stepped out. It was, Dake was right there to win it. I mean. Yes. uh, Kyle Dake's unbelievable. Um, Remember remember that time he beat uh, Jordan Burroughs (laughs) in? That time in the all yeah, tournament, it's, it's fun. In the it's funny. Tournament. Oh, the, the, the fake match because you don't have a lot of times you can say the real time. Oh, now the match is fake. <laughs> you guys, have, you guys have the fake one. I'll take the real ones. It's not that I even like prefer one over the other. It's just I just have a view of Jordan. Uh, we found out we stood today. Okay, you hate Kyle Dick. <laughs> Untrue. <laughs> Kyle Dake. Very good person. Speaking of Kyle Dake, put hey, put in the show notes uh the, oh, yeah. the fundraiser yep. so that we can get Bader's dang head shaved. Yeah. Sooner rather than later. I really thought we'd be closer to that. What are we at? Uh, I post I posted yesterday. You guys should have a little chart, you know, that you Man. put up like right next to your Times must be tough. It has like you know, one of those meters, you know, where it like climbs to the top. Times are pretty tough right now. Times are tough. Yeah, they they actually are. Legitimately. Um, okay. Not making light. We got a boogie, though. 97, Jaden over Morgan. Morgan did beat Jaden one time at the 2015 NCAAs, but that was it. Jaden typically handled that. 
Mm-hmm. Morgan is one of those guys I wish we had seen enter the freestyle game at 86, but he, instead, he's like an army he ring. He's like, uh, he's like a Green Beret. Yeah, he's like... Really? Yes. Yes. Megatosh? Yes. Wow, I did not know that. It's freaking awesome. Cool. I kind of want to talk to him. Uh, freaking hero. He probably can't tell us about half the stuff he's doing. <laughs> I know, but just like, get, even the edited versions will be probably pretty mm-hmm. sick. Okay. Let's talk heavyweight. Oh, my gosh. So awesome. This was insane. New Year's Eve, Kyle Snyder's like, hey, I'm going to wrestle this year at heavyweight for (laughs) Ohio State. When Nick Wazdowski was the just – he's going to win his third. He's going to go out legendary status. And then it set up the number one match that – the most anticipated match of the whole year, any weight class, bar none, was Gwiz versus Snyder. Because these were two heavyweights. These weren't just, like, good heavyweights. This wasn't like – these were – you. You knew both these guys were so, so good. And you knew it was a match. And Kyle Snyder had just won Worlds. And it was still a tremendous debate. But can he beat Gwiz? Gwiz is amazing. I mean, he's bigger. But also, Gwiz is so athletic for his size. And he's comfortable in these scrambles in so many wrestling positions. And the reason they were both great heavyweights is because they're not just big guys. They are supremely skilled tacticians, right? And I don't – I honestly don't even remember – where I sat in the Gwiz Snyder argument, right? I don't I don't remember yeah. if I thought it would be Gwiz or if I thought it would be Snyder. I think part of me maybe thought Gwiz would win. I'm not sure why. But yeah. well, because uh, he is so much bigger, Christian. He has been on the <laughs> United States team at heavyweight for the last couple of years. I mean, he's really, really, really good. And so I think I was somewhere in the middle. I think I knew Kyle Snyder had a chance to beat him, but I thought also Nick Wazowski had a chance to win the match, and that was what was so exciting about it. Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. What? How about this? Top top of the bracket, outstanding wrestler, Kyle Snyder from Penn State. Wait, what? Oh, they put that in go, there? Go back to top, top of the document, Kyle Snyder, Penn State, outstanding wrestler. Oh, my gosh. So I, picked, I, did, I did. They were pick, predicting the future. I did pick Snyder <laughs> to win. I did pick Snyder to win. I just found my preview real quick. Oh, you Google? Yeah. Okay. I, th- man, this match was so awesome. It lived up to all of the hype. I mean, you really couldn't have made a better match if you scripted it out in Hollywood. So two slick, slick counter takedowns for Gwiz um, off of Snyder's shots. He like. I guess they were leg passes. Um, I think yeah, I think he hit the same so. thing, same exact thing twice, leg pass. And he was up 5-2, I want to say 5-2, yep. in the third, mm-hmm. late. Snyder had to get away, get a takedown, ride him out. And the, I think it was the third thing that I said, he's not going to be able to do this. Because when he got the match-tying takedown, I said, there's way yeah. too much time. He cannot hold. Kyle Snyder yep. is just not good on top. He's not going to be able to hold him down. He's not even that proficient of a rider. He just wins because he's so much better on his feet. And <clears throat> I remember there's a moment when Gwiz first gets taken down where he's just kind of looking up. And it's kind of like he's just kind of – you could tell he's just processing things more so than like wrestling and, and trying to get away. And it ate up a little bit of time. I was like – Oh man, maybe maybe he won't be able to get away, or maybe was, and he got a restart and he just could not figure out a way to get out. I remember yeah. being so surprised by that. And then at that point, Gwiz was very tired and wasn't able. He has twenty seconds left, and yeah, Gwiz just kind of looks for a little bit there, and he builds up that tripod. And Snyder rides out. It was only twenty seconds, so maybe it's not quite as long as I 
realize. But he gets a restart with. Well, nine I thought there was left. no way he was riding him. I, I mean, I feel the same way as you, Christian. I thought there was no way he's going to ride him for that time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm surprised he got the ride up. And then it was a beautiful reattack double for Snyder that that wins the match and one of the most, you know, iconic insane matches ever between yeah, two legends. Quiz would go on to make multiple world teams. Snyder would win the Olympics this year. I mean, that's, that just shows you how good Quiz was, right? Kyle Snyder yes. won the Worlds coming into it and won the Olympics after that, right? And this match went yeah. to overtime and was super competitive. Un- unreal. Mm-hmm. We uh, hope we can get another matchup like that. Hokey Corner. Um, Walls made the semis. He actually took down Kyle Snyder. People may forget that. I think he hit a little low single, mm. but then it didn't go as well for him after that. And he got pinned by Kuhn in OT after <laughs> beating Kuhn at CKLV that year. Ty Wall is super, super good. Okay. We're looping back around. To, do you have anything on heavyweight? No, that was just the final match was so awesome. And that's and it. And it we're was... we're going to run out of time here, but I think this is perfectly planned because – the next four weight classes aren't all that exciting. Gilman pinned NATO. <laughs> that was crazy. That was wild. That was he pinned crazy. NATO in, in sudden victory. A, a failed dive roll, I want to say, from NATO. And Gilman, Gilman caught him some sort of a, a scenario like that. <laughs> like pass attempt. Um, oh, more, more. This was our – I was great, very sad. Terrell beat Joey Dance in round two. This was a, lots of uh, hokey tears. I think Joey – DMP this yeah. year? Yeah, he did. That this was, was Terrell City, though. Remember? Terrell took over. Did everyone, he got standing O. He was he was electric this entire... He headlocked and pinned Shram yeah. to make the semis. Yeah. And then he was a ton of fun to watch uh, in the backside. And he was going at NATO, like throwing the kitchen sink at him. And I remember they did an interview with him right off the mat. And the place gave him a standing ovation after he lost. Yeah, it was, it was wild. It, it was... One of the most clear moments when, like, okay, this is his city. Like, he took over. Everyone loves him. It was like, it was like, it was like this is his city. That's what we say when someone does that. It's like Tariq Wilson made Cleveland his city, and just everyone loved him. And Terrell did that. Um, Moisey did it at St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Just, you mm-hmm. don't know the guy coming in. Robles in 2009 was, it was, I, I really, oh, that. at that point in time, I hadn't watched him much. It was, no, 2009, with, this was before Robles was, like, unknown commodity he hadn't placed coming into that year and then he beat brandon priest and the place went nuts and then everyone was kind of like following him at that point and watching him and then everyone booed zach sanders when he um like kind of stepped on him mm. so uh-huh. i remember that was a, a clear example of it but that was it uh connor Yutzi, i think was this was one of the two times he placed as an unseated wrestler yes he was unseated um that's pretty cool 33 nishan pinned Cody Brewer, 21, 21 seconds. seconds. We were like, can't wait for this match. Oh, it's oh, over. And it's over. Then 7-6 <laughs> over, over Corey Clark in a match that was not actually that close. Corey Clark nope. and Zane Richards um, was a semi there. That was an there. awesome match. <laughs> yes, it was. Match. Yes, it was. And, okay, I think that was 33. Nothing else super, super duper interesting there. Did the Hokies have 41. 41. What Pete happened? Pete Heil, 4141838332. Hey. All decisions. He freaking did it. That's nice a champ. That's how yeah. you get it done. That's how you do it. Um, Meredith was the story here. Out of the 14, beats Mathers, okay. Mm-hmm. But then he beats Kevin Jack. 
That's interesting you know? for a number of reasons. One reason, Jack was the three seed. The main reason, they were on the same team. Bryce Meredith was at NC State. Oh, yeah. And he You're had right. to transfer because he could not make 33 anymore, as anyone that looks at Bryce Meredith can clearly understand. So he transfers back home to Wyoming. And, you know, Jack was the hot guy at that point. You know, he had been the All-American yep. as a true freshman, and it's like the writing's on the wall. You're not going to start over over Kevin Jack. And then he sure enough beats him. And not only is it interesting because of that, Kevin Jack and Bryce Meredith were like boys. They were friends. And even like after that, they were like kind of palling around at NCAAs together. Like they were really good friends and had to wrestle each other. I don't think I'm making that up. I remember one of the coaches telling me that. Then Meredith beats Micah Jordan. And then he beats Joey McKenna. Like what a run. That is like a gauntlet. And then that is a crazy run. Then he lost to to Dean Heil, and then Zane absolutely destroyed everyone. He goes Tech, pin, pin, pin in the semis, ten one over Brandon Sorensen in the finals. And with that, we have to go. It's time. Hey, Seth Seth Gross at one forty one. I totally forgot that he he actually almost All American, but lost to Solomon Chisco. Solomon Chisco of Virginia Tech Hokies. Oh. Okay, that's we'll see it. you tomorrow. Tomorrow, lucky for us, we get to do this again tomorrow, where we will have the finals at 74. Well, I hope I don't get as, uh, as fired up. I hope you guys listen to Reason a little bit better. Twitter, you really let me down, uh, and that's okay. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back. Well, I don't know what's coming up next, but I'm sure Bader has some great guests coming up soon. No, he does. Hang on. He's going to read them. It's a really, I know Bubba Jenkins starts it off. Oh, baby. Cooping them. Uh, Bubba... Terry Steiner, Scott Goodell, Brian Smith. What else do you need to know? There, he just kicked him off. He did it again. Hi, Mark. We were just hey kicking guys. it. We should actually do this routinely. We should just kick off Ben. It's fine. We'll see you, buddy. There goes Bader. But you can see him again soon. See you tomorrow.